Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to a Super Coach preview. Obviously, one of the toughest positions and most important positions to fill is the halfback spot. And there is one king at the moment. Nathan King Cleary is the man. Um, if you got the cash to get him, you have to get him. If you've got a top two pick in draft, he's going no matter what. So I think obviously anytime you talk about who to start a halfback, it kind of starts and ends with Cleary. But taking away Nathan Cleary, I think there are five very viable deep options this year that can you know, steer you to a very good overall score and win you a draft comp. I think there are five elite non-Cleary halfbacks. I just wanted to run through them today uh, just to kind of give you a mindset. If you're in a draft or you're you know, building your team, who are some options? I think I've got some for you here. So the first one we'll do, number five, is Ben Hunt. So I've always been a big Ben Hunt fan. Obviously, he's lost his dual eligibility this year. He's halfback only, but he is very consistent. Uh, two of the last four years average over 60, including last year, 67. He's one of those durable guys that, you know, got the leg injury last year, but still was able to play a lot of minutes. You kind of look at his gains by year. It's around the 20 mark always. Obviously, last year with 15 was a bit short due to the leg injury. But again, I think he's just one of those guys that can really take over a game. And with Ben Hunt, the best thing about it is he is the lead playmaker. He is the unquestioned leader of that side. So there'll be no no worries about who's going to, you know, take the limelight, who's going to take the ownership of the attack. You know, he might have some really nice young partners in Sloan, Amone, Sullivan this year. He's going to have guys like Jack Bird, Zach Lomax, uh, Moza Suli. Uh, to me, it's just, there's a lot of upside in Ben Hunter. And again, he did average near 70 last year. Uh, I think he can do it again this year. You know, you look at his average scores per team. There's only a few teams where, he hasn't really kicked on power in the Panthers, the two notable ones where he's under 40, but everyone else, he's he's got very good average scores and we have seen him. He's got the ability to ton up and that's why I think it's a key thing for any halfback. You've got to have the ability to ton up on a matchup, slap the C on him and know that you can, you know, get a 200 possibly. So Ben Hunt for me is what I'm looking at. Um, I think he is, again, one of those guys that gets criminally undervalued. I think in a draft comp especially, he's going to be someone who... You're going to be looking at it and go, why is he still sitting here? And if you can snap up in, you know, around three, four, five, it's a very, very valuable thing for your spine there. So look, from a classic side, um, it's not going to be uh, a cheap one, 590,000. Um, he's only 1% owned right now. But again, he's got the ability to go high and he's a very stable, regularly on the field. And he's the unquestioned leader. So Ben Hunt is number five. Move on to number four. It is my man, Mitch Moses from the Parramatta Eels. So with Mitch, he's 511,000 this year, 3% owned. So there is a little bit of interest in him. You look at his average scores in the last three years, over 50 last year was a a 58, second highest of his career. With Mitch, you know, we were all waiting for the Dylan Brown uh, stand-up last year. just never happened, but Mitch was able to really be there and be consistent. You look at his total games played, he's always around the 20. Uh, in 2020, he had 17. But, you know, you look at the 22, 24, 20 in the, in the other years, he's just someone who can really be there week in, week out. Uh, he got the goal kicking as well in a parasite that should be able to score points. And again, you look at his uh, averages 
Um, there's only three sides. He's under 40, but he's got some huge scores, a higher score of 137. He's just one of the guys, when he does go large, he can go large. And you look at the Parramatta draw, the, the opening draw for them, I think is very juicy. It's very entertaining. So if you just want to you know, get some quick points, and again, he's someone who I could see him averaging 65, 70 in those first eight rounds. And all of a sudden, he can spring your board, spring board you to a clear if you don't start with him. Um, you could downgrade him as someone who uh, hasn't really peaked yet, but you know there's a good, good draw coming. Mitch Moses is one of those guys that you can really start with. You can ride him or you can sell him and you know make make something of it. You look at that Parramatta side right now. Uh, we'll cover it in the preview, but this is the last dance of Parramatta with Reed Marnie, obviously Gutho, a fullback, and then Dylan Brown. Um, you know, there are some quiet question marks in the, is he the the playmaker to go with Mitch Moses? He's obviously signed, so he, it's his long-term future is secured. But yeah, for me, I think this is the year that Mitch kind of really takes his game to a next level. I think there's at least a 65 average for the season. And again, he's got the goal kicking. It's a parent team that will be able to score points. They've got a lot of the same players, which a lot of teams don't have this year. So Mitch Moses, me, someone who you can really just stick in there. In draft, again, I think he will go a little bit higher than Ben Hunt. I think there will be um, someone who will be high on Parramatta and just take him in, you know, round three. Um, I think it's a pretty, a pretty good spot for him. I would, if he was there round three, four, definitely take him there. Because again, I think it's someone who on the day, you can captain in a, a 240, 250 is not out of the question as the captain. So Mitch Moses is number four. They've all moved to number three. A player I'm extremely high on this year. It's A. Ray Adam Reynolds moving to the Broncos. He's he's sitting at uh, an average score the last two seasons of 60 and 58. So he's right around that 60 mark. And the thing that impresses me most is that is next to a very dominant halfback in Cody Walker, who he will not have this year. This Broncos side, he's the unquestioned leader. He's the unquestioned playmaker, similar to Ben Hunt. You've got some young youth coming in, and you know, you've got Gamble. Uh, you've got Albert Kelly, if they do want to put a veteran at the 5'8. You've got Tessie New or Asako or Cobo at fullback. So it's a lot of inexperience, and there's going to be one guy to steer them around. At 509,000, he's 7% owned. So I think a lot of people are onto him and know that there is a genuine price hike here. I could see him averaging 70 this year. There's no doubt about that. With the goal kicking in a Broncos team that I think will be vastly improved. He's 31. This is going to be the peak of his powers. Again, he is the most consistent guy in terms of games played on this list so far. The last four years, he's played at least 20 games. So you know exactly what you're getting from him. And then you kind of look at, look, he doesn't have really the the big ton ability like the first two I said. I think he can still go large, but he's really going to sit around that 70 to 80 mark. Um, his average scores is what impresses me. There is only one score under 50. Everything else is over a 50. So you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting a very stable player. And again, it's going to be interesting to see how people um, handle him in the draft. You know, I've seen some mock drafts and go in the second round. I've seen some go in the fifth, the fifth round. So there's a wide range here of, you know, if you're high on the Broncos issue. But I think, again, the, the fact that you had a couple of years ago, you had Damian Cook really demanding the ball at dummy half and going... The fact the last two years you've had Cody Walker really be the lead playmaker. All of a sudden, this is all on Adam Reynolds' shoulder. And I think he's just at that stage of his career. He's got a point to prove. He's a Broncos. He's in the press conference as he is now the captain. This is his year. So I'm very high on Adam Reynolds. And I think it will be a good season. 
Number two, really wanted to put him number one, but I will slot him here at number two. It is Jerome Hughes from the Melbourne Storm. A guy that just gets better and better every year. You look at it the last four years, average 51, 56, 61, and 73 last year. So it was a real big performance from him. He is the fourth most expensive halfback in the game right now, 640,000, 9% owned. So you can tell that he's just one of those guys that, the pedigree is there. Everyone knows what you're getting from Jeremy Hughes right now. A fantastic running game. Got a very nice pass on him. Gets a lot of assists, especially through his kicks as well. Now as he's starting to really get that. He's obviously got the predominant playmaker in Cam, Cam Munster next to him, who is in a very pivotal year. you got Ryan Pappenhausen, who is starting to blossom as a coming to the line from the back and a bit of playmaking. So, look, there's chances that it may not get better than the 73, but Again, he's one of those guys that can get you very high scores. You look at some of the, the last four years in terms of games played, it is a little bit all over the place. 11, 21, 16, 22. The last three years is trending better. But for me, he hasn't had the... His, his highest score is 141, but there there isn't a lot of other real big ones. I think this year there's a chance for him to really go large. And, you know, you look at the averages of who he's... Um, you know, what his scores are. He's got five scores under 50 in terms of his averages. But again, this is a player who, you know, at the start of his career was coming through as a fullback, had to learn halfback on the trader. Now he's probably the second best halfback in the comp. So I think some of the averages you have to look at, you kind of have to throw them out a little bit because you just have to look at last season. And he really took his game to another level. He's 27. He's in the peak of his powers right now. Again, you've got a defense that's looking at Cam Munster, looking at Pappenhausen, Harry Grant coming out on behalf. The Cheese are probably a lock this year. There's a lot of attacking weapons, but I think Jerome Hughes is going to be the most important because if he can carry on his form from last year, there's a real big chance that he can go big. And again, I've got him right now going round two, potentially the back of round one. That's how high I am on him this year. I think he's going to have a stellar season. Can he go better than the 73? Look, I think around the 75 is a realistic mark. I think 80 would be pushing it a little bit, but again, we've seen what he can do this last year, especially. I think it's all about Jerome Hughes. And again, if Cam Munster was to ever leave the club, you they're in very safe hands. And it could be someone, you know, for the next five, six years, that could get around that 70 mark and just be an absolute weapon in the super coach game. So Jerome Hughes is number two, but number one, you can't go past him. For me, he is a dead set first round draft pick. Right now he is just under a tick under 700,000 at 4% owned. It is Daly Cherians from the Manly Seagulls. Average of 79 last year. So basically at the 80 club, you look at his games played, it's as good as he gets 24, 19, 20, 22. Um, you know, he just is on the field when there's blowouts, he's still on the field all the time. He's someone that can go extremely large. Uh, he's tons when he does turn up. You look at some of his max scores against different clubs, it's 132, 155, 140, 156, 133, 172. He can go very large very quickly. And again, with this manly side with Tom Travojevic. Yes, he is the man they all go through, but Daly Trevins feeds off a great team. And when Manly's firing with Tom Turbo, Daly Trevins does look like the best halfback in the comp to me. Like, you know, you got Cleary who can carry it on his own, but when Cherry Evans is flying, there isn't many better sites in the game. And I think this year, especially if Manly will keep going as it did last year, if Turbo can stay fit, Daly Cherry Evans, he's 32, he's got two more years left in this deal. Uh, I think that real contract money is going to start coming up. You've got the Dolphins. You've got when Adam Reynolds deal comes up at the Broncos. That, you know, you can re-sign up Manly. There's a lot of different options for Cherry Evans. And I think 
the the contract of he's going to have one last big contract. Obviously, he'll be thirty four at the end of the deal, but there is there will be a couple more years. You would think, uh, similar to Ara at the end. I think this is a big year. Can he average eighty? I think he can. I think if Tom Trevojevic, I don't think he's going to average one hundred four like he did last year, but if he can do one ten, one twenty, Chirinsky can absolutely keep around that eighty mark. And again. He would be someone I'll be able to captain in a draft league every week as my first round pick. I'd be very happy with the matchup. I think he and Turbo are pretty much matchup proof at this stage while they're both fit and healthy on the field. So for me, I would love to have Cleary and Cherry Evans as my starting halfbacks. Now that won't probably allow you to have Tom Travojevic. So from a classic side, that is something me personally in one of my draft leagues, I am pick 13 in the other one. We're yet to draft at pick 13. I would hope, the Daly Terrans is there because I would happily take him at 13. But again, Nathan Cleary, just to be clear, he's the guy at halfback, but I'm just letting you know there are five very nice options. you got other guys, not so high on Burton, uh, Illis, Taff, Walker, SJ, Fogarty, Sexton. There are some other options, some cheaper options, but I think with halfback this year and the way that the Supercoach game has been going in the last couple, having two gun halfbacks in Classic and in Draft, having someone that you can captain is an absolute must. That will do it, guys, for the halfback preview, the five best options besides clear. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.